Welcome to another episode of All Tech. You can sit with us even if you don't have the latest iPhone, so come join us as we discuss the coolest tech at CES. For those of you who are new, I'm Sarveeth. And I'm Vishal. Okay, CES this year was, it was lackluster in my opinion. We didn't, I didn't personally see a lot of like really, really cool tech, but there's still like a few standouts, so today yeah. we're going to be discussing those. Michelle, you want to start us off? Yeah. So my personal favorite was the ThinQ Home. Like it had a lot of had a lot of like components to it with a lot of smart home like appliances with the door especially. Even though the door didn't seem great and it seemed a bit gimmicky, I feel like it has a lot of potential applications. It had it had like this thing where you could scan something if you're a delivery person and you could store it safely. So that's very nice for people who are scared that. Scared of package thieves, in my opinion. And they had this really cool car. So um, you could just sit in it, and it's kind of like an Uber car. And you sit in it, and you could watch TV. You could get a soda. And it's also it's also um, autonomous, so it's great. And for the door, again, there's already applications of this where a delivery man can securely drop off your package. There's already implementations of this. But I think the integration with the LG smart home which a good amount of people already have I think that's the selling point for this like smart door yeah agreed and in their home they had a lot of robots too like washing the dishes and I felt that that was futuristic and cool yeah it's again CS is like extremely gimmicky but it's just like really cool to see all of these uh, far out things yeah my personal favorite at CS this year was the Lenovo ThinkPad X1 Fold Again, we saw this um, with Intel's prototypes and Lenovo. We already knew they were going to make this, but now it's been announced it's going to be coming out this year. I think it's really, really cool. And you do have an attachable keyboard. It's not like you have to use an on-screen keyboard when you want to use it as a laptop. The versatility of this thing is incredible, and I really like it. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's great to see foldable devices being made um, useful. Yeah, and as Microsoft starts to roll out their Windows 10X for foldable devices, that's when we can see this thing really be put to use because as of now, the ThinkPad X1 Fold, it's only on Windows 10 support and the moment it comes out with Windows 10X, I think that's when it can really be useful. Cool, yeah. Um, and um, the OnePlus Concept One was a very interesting device. It was based on the OnePlus 7T McLaren edition. And it looked really nice. I liked the colors, but the entire point was to show off the disappearing camera, which in my opinion has a lot of potential applications. When you have a bunch of cameras on your phone, but it looks ugly on the back, you could just make it disappear. I, yeah, it's cool in concept. And I think like hiding the cameras wasn't like, for, to me, that was, it wasn't that big of an issue to see a camera on the back. But the ND filters that that are now not like they're not software based; it's actual hold, hardware. You can take a lot better pictures in extremely high light situations, and I think that's the best implementation for this electrochromatic glass. You can use the ND filters. Yeah, and I think I think maybe right now it's on an issue to see the cameras on the back because we only have like two or three. But in the future, I feel like. We're going to have more and more cameras, like five or six, and that's not going to be a good thing. And it's it's going to be nice if we could just hide that. Yeah, and I'm 
I'm going to call this right now. Later in the year, Huawei is going to make a phone, and it's going to use this technology somehow hiding, at least on one of their phones. I'm calling this right now. Yeah, Huawei is going to use this. They had, they had a Penta camera lately, right? So they're probably going to have something with over five cameras this time. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go over five cameras, but I can definitely see them like staying at five cameras, but I think they're going to try to use the glass of, in some way to hide some of the cameras. Mm-hmm. Something else that I saw at CS that was really interesting were the TCL phones. TCL has like made other smartphones in different brands, such as Alcatel, I think. But we've never seen an actual TCL-branded phone. And I think when TCL has really good um, carrier relations, I think Dave2D said this, and it's really important because a lot of people just go into a carrier store and pick out the cheapest phone they can find. And the TCL phones are going to be right in the front of the store because these should be really inexpensive. Yeah, TCL is known for making cheap devices. Like, I've seen their TVs before, and it's it's not like it's bad quality. It is good quality, but it comes at a very cheap and affordable price. Yeah. So I and, think that's good. And TCL also made a foldable phone, not like the Samsung Galaxy Fold where there's another smaller screen on the outside. It's just folded. There's nothing on the outside. It's just a big screen on the inside. And I feel like I personally would see that more as useful than this Samsung Galaxy Fold, but it depends. And it is TCL, so you can expect this thing to be a lot cheaper. And I don't think TCL has any plans to like release this phone to the public, but if it does, it's going to be a lot cheaper than the Samsung one. Yeah, and another thing that I saw at CES this year was the rotating TVs. I felt like it was a bit gimmicky, but we'll see how um, other companies use it in possible applications in the future. Um, the one I saw was the Samsung Serra, which when you mirror your screen from your phone and rotate it to a portrait style, the screen also, I mean, the TV also rotates. It's, it's cool to see, but I don't really see any potential applications right now. And MKHD said it really well. The only reason that people even like looked at this and made it is because people keep shooting a lot of vertical video. I have no problems with it, but... Don't, don't shoot vertical videos. It's, yeah, it's it, it doesn't make sense to me. And making an entire TV to rotate just because people shoot vertical videos, how many people actually view their videos they take on their phones on TVs? I, yeah. it, it's just, it's I mean, a you can stream YouTube. That's possible. But whoever whoever uploads a vertical video on YouTube is, I don't know. Yeah, I don't like those people. Yeah, we love everyone. We're not going to stop you from doing anything, but please... Try, try stopping that. Yeah, and having a mechanical contraption in a TV, that's not a good idea in my opinion because TVs are delicate. It, it depends. If you see like the LG rollable OLEDs, that has a practical application. Now you can have that's a little true. one, an 18 by 9 for cinematic use. Like that, that actually makes sense. But a rotating TV is just a big gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Something else I saw, which kind of pissed me off, was the Alienware concept UFO. It's a Switch ripoff. There's literally nothing else about it. Yes, it runs full Windows 10, but it's a Switch ripoff. The detachable um, controllers, the kickstand. I will give props to Alienware for the kickstand. It looks a lot sturdier than what the Switch offers. But, yeah, I mean, it's a ripoff Switch. Yeah, it looked a lot like the Switch, but 
more like Alienware-ish. Yeah, it had their design elements. And if this does come out, I wonder how many people are actually going to go use this thing because it's an actual, like, gaming PC. It's such a small form factor. Like, you have to, like, wonder how loud are the fans going to be to compensate for all that power. I mean, depends depends on the specs. If the specs are great, then it's going to be a huge hit. Yeah, they didn't say the specs at CES, but um, from the footage I've seen, it seems like it would have, like, decent hardware, and you need, like, a pretty big fan or to keep it cool. Yeah, good point. Okay, and also another thing I saw was the ThinkBook Plus, where there was, it, it's just a normal laptop. It looks like a regular um, ThinkPad, um, but when you, when you close it, there's an e-ink display, and I think that's kind of useful because... Um, the Kindles, the Amazon Kindles, you use those to read books, and the e- the inks displays are um, good on the eyes, so it's not going to ruin your eyes in the long term. Yeah, it's cool to see an e ink display like that, but you have to wonder like reading an ebook on that thing would be extremely um, weird. It's it's a huge laptop. It's the e ink display itself is eleven inches, and holding it vertically, it's a huge like. It is really big. Yeah. And it depends on what the e-ink display will actually, like, do. Can I... I what kind of I notifications can I display on it? Like, that would be, like, really big for me. Yeah, I haven't really seen... I'm, I'm not a fan of the e-ink displays because they have low refresh rates and yeah. not the best quality displays. But but I have seen the science behind them. It is good for the eyes. So if you're, if you're using your device for a long amount of time and refresh rate doesn't really matter then e-ink displays are really nice for you. But in my opinion, I, I don't use e-ink displays a lot, and I don't think a lot of people would either. Yeah, and as I said before, it's the widgets, the notifications. What kind of apps can I display on that e-ink display? That's that's going to be the selling point for this. Like, If it's just another e-ink display that like reads e-books, maybe um, just like a few notification widgets. Like, they got the stylus working on the e-ink display, so that was okay. nice. Yeah. In that case, it, they are selling this, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. If they do sell it, I'm sure like a, a decent amount of people will buy it. It's not going to be like a laptop of the year. Of It's not. But In my opinion, it still falls under the gimmick category. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Something else that I, see, I saw were two cars, the Sony car and the Mercedes car. The Mercedes car, there's really nothing to say about it. Um, companies like Mercedes and BMW make really futuristic concept cars the mercedes car didn't have a steering wheel it had like a little hump in the middle of the console and that's how you would um navigate using the car anything it's it was a huge screen from the middle of the console up to the top of the car and the scales on the back i those kind of look weird but you know that's what mercedes did and they teamed up with the people that made the avatar movie soon to be franchise um yeah, I, it it was cool. I like their wheels that you can move sideways with the wheels. Yeah, and I I looked at the BMW BMW concept car, and BMW always has a concept car at CES, and it kind of reminded me of their past cars. Not nothing much has changed in the BMW concept car. Uh, what BMW usually does is they have an abstract car that they're not going to sell um, to the public, but just to show what they think the future is going to look like. Yeah, and I think that's the point of the Mercedes car and the Sony car. Sony made a really, really nice looking car. It it looked Tesla. It 
it was Tesla S. You can see a lot of design elements that Tesla would use. Yeah, and it but, looked really nice. But the interior looked a lot more luxurious to me. It was a really nice looking car all around. Are they gonna sell it? No, it was again. It's just like what the future would look like. Okay. Yeah, it, it's nice to see. I mean, CES isn't like a show where you go to see what you're gonna buy in the next year. It's something you want to like see to see. It's like a window to the future. Yeah. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about was the Samsung smart home stuff. Samsung always comes up with the weirdest stuff on the show floor. Um, I mean, ball to be fair, some of them are cool. They, yeah, in concept, like, you you see them on stage. That's the only type of place I would want to see some yeah. of these products. Yeah, gimmicky stuff. Like, um, artificial intelligence refrigerators. I don't think many people care how much cheese they have in their fridge. They can open the door and see. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Oh, speaking of fridges, um, LG had a fridge where they had a transparent screen. So you could use a screen and you could see what's inside at the same time. I felt like that was cool because you don't even have to open the fridge. Again, I I don't see why that's so useful, why that's a selling point for people. No, LG, to... LG, can, like, the, LG has cameras too, so they see what's inside the fridge and they display what you need to buy. So you don't have to look into the fridge to see what you need to buy when you go shopping. Just look at the screen. Yeah, at this point, we are so lazy. This is what it's come down to. Cameras and refrigerators telling us what we need to buy. It's not that hard to just open the door and look at what you need. It, that's what tech is. It makes us lazy, but it's nice. Again, it's cool to see these type of things on the show floor, but you really have to wonder who is really buying these and using all the features Samsung and LG is like marketing to them. Something that I actually liked was Bali. I could have a little BB-8 running around my house. That's about it. One practical application I can see is that it sees dirt on the floor and it calls in my smart vacuum. That's the one practical application I can really think of at this point for Bali and all of Samsung's stuff. I think their exoskeleton stuff was like, eh. But using it as a personal trainer with, I don't see. If it, if it was more useful, if they market it more for um, people that are physically impaired, then it made sense. It would make sense. But this was used to market a digital trainer. I don't understand why they would do this. Yeah, I don't think an exoskeleton is made to um, keep people in fit. That's not what it should it's, be. Yeah, it's supposed to be an aid for people that can't do everything. And something else for the... I think they're called the Samsung Neo Avatars. I no, I don't know. It's an avatar, but it doesn't work like a smart assistant. You can talk to them, but you can't ask them questions. Uh, yeah, I I really have nothing else to say about Samsung stuff. Again, it's cool to see on the show floor, but if Samsung releases like any of this stuff to the public, like Samsung has a lot of great stuff. I mean, okay, they have a lot of stuff. Not all of it is great. There are a few that are amazing. That's what we usually look at. But they do have a lot of stuff that we don't usually look at. And this is probably one of them. Yeah. Wait, is Neo announced to the public, like, the public's allowed to use them, or is it just like a show floor concept? I think it's just a show floor concept. They're wasting money in development. Like, there's really nothing else to this. They're wasting money and time in development when they can be putting their resources into bettering the Bixby speaker. I don't, I don't think anyone actually remembers that anymore. But if they really wanted to, they could have spent all that money on that. But again, CES is a future show. It's about seeing anything like that. Yeah. 
Samsung just wanted to put their name out there. Yeah. And did LG make their big TV show this time where you would go? Yeah. They did that again, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah CES. LG had their 8K TV and, yeah. Is it 8K TV? Samsung's 8K bezel-less TV looks incredible. It's extremely thin. The, the bezels are basically non-existent. I think it was a 99% screen-to-body ratio. It was, it, it was beautiful. Again, it's going to be really expensive. I'm not going to be buying it. But whoever does is going to be really happy with that thing. It looks beautiful. Yeah, and you can't really see. You have, to, you have to look at it in person to actually experience how it looks like. Because when you see a picture of it, you don't see all the pixels that are on the Samsung screen. Yeah, and like even in the pic, like in person and in pictures, you are not going to be seeing that bezel. Like it, it's absolutely gorgeous. That about wraps it up for what we saw at CES and what we thought was the coolest tech on the show floor this year, except for Samsung. I'm kind of disappointed at them, but that was the coolest tech. Anything else, Michelle? Yeah, that's about it. All right, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you.